This is the Outreach.fm podcast. Nowadays, sometimes you can look at the world and think, we've gone crazy. Things seem out of control. But remember, God is always in control. Are you looking for something fresh, new, and exciting? This is the Outreach.fm podcast. Taking the positive message of Jesus Christ to the world. Proclaiming he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Broadcasting from the Upper Room Studios to the world. Are you ready? Let's get into it. This is Outreach.fm. And now, here's Pastor William Luffman. You know, we're going to get back into this thing about authority. This is only message number 16. So, uh, you know, we're just a little ways in. Praise God. Amen. And I don't want to go fast tonight at the beginning. I want to slow for just a second so I can get everybody to sort of, you know, gather around, I guess you'd say a little bit, because I do believe this is such a critical series that we're in for this moment in time. And I don't want it to be just a time of you gathering information. I, I want you to gather information. Information is good. Revelation is good. It's but but I'm believing God that you are imp- you're you're, uh, you're you know you're taking what you're using and you're implementing it into your daily life. I don't want you to just know about the authority of the believer. I want you to walk in the authority of the believer. I want it to be. I want this series to be much more than just you enjoying some some great you know information because the Word of God is full of it. Amen. And I heard Pastor David last night. I was able to, I'm not always able to click in and listen. I try. He and I talk, you know, quite a bit. And, and I heard him saying something very similar to that. Of course, information is great and revelation. But we're supposed to be becoming something. You know, we're becoming something for God. And we want to be sure that when we get into the, when, we, when you get into where there's earshot of the word and everybody out there, we want you to grab this and live this. And watch it come to pass in your life. So here we are in Genesis chapter 1. We're going to go back to a verse that we've read many times. And we will read it many more times to help us get started. We know that God has put everything back in motion and he's done it all by words. Amen. We don't see God step out of, out of you know, uh, heaven and just with some, you know, like some flame coming out of his hand, some bolt. Some, we, that is not how he put things together. God said some things, and when God said some things, some things happened, and some amazing things happened. A whole race of animals, all of the, all the animals were, were born out of his words, uh, all the plants were born out of his words, all the waters, all of the stars, the planets, I mean, everything that's out there, God did it with words. Amen. Amen. And then we get down to verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So again, I I used this this illustration last week that if you've watched any of the baseball games, Major League Baseball, or any of the NBA games that have been on TV since they restarted a little bit, they don't have live fans in there. They got cardboard cutouts. They got virtual fans in there. And they look like these were... These were pictures. I'm a Dodger fan. I kind of wish I would have done this at the beginning so I could be sitting in Dodger Stadium every time they play. I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't do my picture and send it out there. 
Uh, Rachel actually did. She, if you ever watch the Oakland A's, she's down the third base line. She's got her hat on, and she's sitting in there every every game. She's in there, and uh, so what you see there, if you, you're seeing an image of that person, because that's their picture, that's there, but it's inanimate. It can't cheer. It can't do anything. It looks kind of weird on one side, cool on the other. But God said, let us make man in our image. So God's idea was not just to put a bunch of cardboard cutouts down here that just kind of resembled him. But God went to the next level. And then he did something incredible. He said, and then let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth. Everyone say all. The implications all the way through there, over every creeping things on the earth. So God, you know, blessed them and gave them dominion and authority. We know down in verse 28 and, and God. So God, when he made and he put Adam and Eve in the garden, they looked like him. And, but not only did they look like him, they operated like him and God gave them the same dominion that he had when he put everything in place. And as we said last week, and that, the reason I'm going to be repetitive is I wanted to get down in your spirit and past your head that God opted out of running this planet. His plan was never to run this planet. His plan was for him to make a man, a woman, for them to procreate, and then for those people that look like him in his image to take his authority now, and then they have it, and then they're supposed to run the planet. Can you shout amen? Amen. Now, he says something here. Um, let, me, let me go down here. He goes on down there and he talks about, uh, let them have dominion over all of everything. And then he created them. And look at verse 28. And God blessed them and said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. Now, there's a word I want to hit on for a second here. This word subdue means to have complete control. If you have subdued something, it's under your control now. Right? So he's saying now, I'm giving you all of this authority and I'm giving you all this dominion and you actually have, I want you to have complete control. Now, when you look at most human beings' lives on this planet, they are out of control. They have very little control. As a matter of fact, most of them will tell you, I just don't know what's going to happen. I tell you what, I mean, if anything happens bad, it'll happen to me. I just don't seem to get a break. That does not sound like God's plan here in the Garden of Eden, does it? Amen. So to have complete control was God's plan. Now, uh, go to Matthew chapter 12, and I want to read some new verses. Matthew 12. So I'll ask you the question while you're turning there, how in the world were they going to have complete control over this whole planet? How in the world are they going to be able to have control over a rhinoceros? How in the world are you going to be able to have control over the birds in the air that are just flying everywhere? I mean, when God said you're going to have complete control, was he lying or was he actually telling them that it was something they could do? But we all know that with their physical bodies, 
There was no way they really could have complete control. It was going to have to be something else. Now, I'm going to use a phrase I've never used in 44 years of preaching. I'm going to use a phrase I've never used. And we're going to get on it tonight. And we're going to use it probably the next two or three nights. And we might use it the rest of the year just in, just in a glancing reference. God did not give Adam and Eve any superpowers. They couldn't run faster than a speeding bullet. They couldn't leap over a building in a single bound. They weren't more powerful than a locomotive, right? God did not give them any tangible, let me rephrase, physical superpowers. But he did give them a superpower. God gave them the superpower of words. And I've never said that in 44 years. God has given us the superpower of words. Amen. We see how super powerful they are in Genesis 1 when whole planets explode onto the scene. Whole oceans and seas explode onto the scene. Whole species of animals explode on the scene. And they all exploded not because God ran fast, not because God was flexing his muscles, because God spoke something out. And then God gave that superpower to human beings. And whether you realize or not, you have the superpower of words. You out there in Cyberland, I want you to go like this for a minute. I have. Now, men need to do it with deep voices. Women, you do it with your force. I have the superpower of words. Better go find your cape now. Amen. Matthew 12. I'm going to prove it to you here. We're going to look at verse 33, reading the King James Version. First of all, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by its fruit. So he's talking about a tree can, can only be a good tree or just one that just doesn't bear fruit at all. Oh, generation of vipers. Now, I want to say this. I'm not real big on name calling. I don't like calling people names and all that stuff. I don't get into all that. But I will say this. Jesus did do it on occasion. I mean, he called them, he called them snakes and vipers and you're an empty tomb. And so, I mean, every now and then Jesus would throw one out there. Oh, generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? Now, when he said that, it almost sounds like it's, he's saying it's impossible. All they had to do is do what was right and be good. Because then he tells them, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So now if a person's evil, and, and, and then how can they speak good things? Well, a good man out of the good treasure of the heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. What does he mean out of your heart? How do you bring anything out of your heart? Do you reach down in there and pull something out of your heart? And I know this is the human spirit here, but how do you get it out? How do you get it out? Verse 36, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Now, I would say that's, if God is saying that, words must be really, really important. Look at verse 37. For by your words, you will be justified. By whose words? Your mama's? Your daddy's? 
somebody else's. You know, sticks and stones may break your bones and words will never hurt you. Well, somebody else's words won't unless you let them get in you. And then you start saying what they said about you. But I'll tell you what will get you is words. It says by your words, you're justified. By your words, you're condemned. So your superpower can also be your kryptonite. So you got, there's a, there's a line you have to walk where that superpower can either be greater. Now, let me read it to you. Of course, I'm going to read from the Amplified Classic. Everybody out there, you know, you've been watching Amplified Classic. Listen to this out of the Amplified class, Classic. Verse 33. Either make the tree sound healthy and good. That's the definition for that. Either make the tree sound healthy and good and its fruits sound healthy and good or make the tree rotten, diseased, and bad, and its fruit rotten, diseased, and bad. For the tree is known and recognized and judged by its fruit. Now notice there's only two choices here. Either the tree's going to be good or the tree's going to be bad. It's going to be one of the two. Only two choices. He said either, he either make it one way or the other, and you're going to. Now I know a lot of people, and you know a lot of people, that they are, I've been preaching a little bit on Sunday morning about they are their own worst enemy. Now they blame the world for their problems. They blame everybody else for their problems. But the truth of the matter is, if you listen to them very long, it doesn't take long to figure out what's going on in their life. Because of their mouth. Amen. Don't look at anybody. Now look at verse 34, Amplified Classic, Matthew 12. You offspring of vipers. Now I don't know about you, but I don't want to be, I'm saying I'm the offspring of God. How can you speak good things when you are evil or wicked? For out of the fullness, now here's, here's the real definition. Out of the fullness, the overflow, the superabundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever you're the most full of, is what your mouth is going to say. Now, we can sit in church and say, praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But the minute you get attacked when you go out there, what's coming out? Now, what, what the Bible already will tell you what's coming out, whatever you're the most full of, whatever you're filled up the most with. Why do you need, I, you know, people are there, I don't need to go to church and I don't need, blah, 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 blah. well, you know, just listen to you whine and moan and complain and groan. I mean, dear God in heaven. But there's a reason. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Notice this, out of the fullness, the overflow, the superabundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man from his inner good treasure, he calls this a treasure. He says, we actually have a treasure. We have access to treasure. Amen. Flings forth good things and the evil man out of his inner evil storehouse flings forth evil things. It uses the word fling just because that's what people just throw words out there. I don't care, man. I just, well, I, can't, I know, but I, we always get sick. It doesn't matter what I say because I get sick anyway. You can do that all you want to, but I'm telling you, 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 your superpowers turn into kryptonite. Now, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it because you're killing yourself. 
Well, Proverbs 18, 21, death and life's in the power of the tongue. Death, 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 death. And life's in the power of the tongue. You are killing yourself. You're killing your career. You're killing your future. You're killing your children. Now, I put something online, and, and a couple people either didn't understand it or they got a little upset with it, and I tried to clarify so they'd understand what I was saying. But I reposted someone that somebody said that, you know, if you keep missing church, you won't miss it anymore. If you keep missing church long enough, you just won't miss it anymore at all. <laughs> you won't even think about it. There, there are people who used to sit in this church, and they were here, they were plugged in, they were active, they were part of what we're doing, they had their kids plugged in here, all kinds of, I mean the whole family was blowing and going for God, and the next thing you know, two, three, four weeks, whatever reason, I got busy, he had to work, she did that, he had school, that one had that, and over there we had soccer practice, we had, you know, we had AA ball, we had something, next thing you know, one service, two Sundays, three Sundays, now all of a sudden Sunday morning, we're not even thinking about church anymore. Don't shout me down now. I better get off of that. I was going to make a point off of that, but I got. But what I wanted to say was that that you have to understand that when you come into the God wants you need to be in earshot sometimes. Now all of the ones online they can't be here in other states and countries. That's why God's given us this divine uh, tool to be able to share the gospel like this. I better get. I'm going to go on. Look at verse 36. But I tell you. On the day of judgment, men, listen to this, men will have to give account for every idol. Now, he's going to define what an idol word is. You notice it used the word idol in the King James Version. The Amplified Version is going to give you the definition. Every idol, here's, here's the definition. Inoperative, non-working word they speak. Inoperative, non-working word. For by your words you will be justified and acquitted... And by your words, you'll be condemned and sentenced. So again, we're looking at the, the superpower of words. It's a superpower. You can have good, you can bring forth good things. The Bible calls your inner being a treasure chest. And this is the good news. Anybody can do this. You don't have to have a wealthy family. You don't have to have a wealthy pedigree. You don't have to have a bunch of degrees. You don't have to have rank and position in the military. All you have to do is make a decision that I am going to put more of God's word in here so that the thing that comes out of the inside of me is God's word and it will produce good things. Now, you know this, I I cannot emphasize it enough. When you decide to do this, your flesh is going to fight you. Your flesh loves being in control. And when you start telling your flesh, when it's sniffling and it's, it's, you're coughing, well, and and it's not that you deny that you're not feeling good, but you, you go beyond that and say, well, yeah, my nose is running, but I'm telling you today that I say, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. You exercise the superpower of words. Can you shout amen? amen. Matthew 16. I, this is just warm-up scriptures, by the way. If you love the Lord, shout amen. amen. Say, I have the superpower of words. You do. You do. I want to say it again. You do. I want to say it again. You do. You already have it. When God gave you the ability to speak, he gave you access to a superpower. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Matthew 16. We're going to look down at verse, uh, we won't read a lot of verses. Let's read verse 18. We know that Peter has recognized that Jesus is the Messiah by the revelation of the Spirit. And in verse 18, and Jesus said, and I say unto you that you are Peter, which means Petra, a rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom. Now let's pause a minute. So Jesus said, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. How many of you know if you have keys to something, you have access? Keys to the kingdom. What are the keys? And whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Well, what is he talking about? Does he mean you got to run out and get a rope like Wonder Woman? You remember that magic rope she had? She'd make you tell the truth if she threw it around you. you what do you got to do? If you're going to buy, you got to literally, if I'm going to bind something in my life, I got to find some kind of rope or something. I mean, how are we going to bind anything? He's talking about words here. He's saying whatever you bind, how are you going to bind it? You bind it with your mouth or whatever you loose, heaven is getting behind you. And he's talking about now when you're saying the right thing because Peter just said the right thing and Jesus said, that's what I'm talking about right there. And here's one of the keys to the kingdom that if you will speak the word, whatever you bind, it'll be bound and whatever you loose will be loosed. When you exercise the superpower of words. I bound some things over my family. I'm telling you, my family's not going to keep going down the same road. That generational curse, I said it years ago, stops with me. It stops with Pastor Ginger. When I got, when I married her, I told you my testimony. Of course, I had been a high school dropout. There was not a single person. Now, this is kind of hard to imagine if you think about it. But in our immediate family, there was not a single person. I'm talking about my mom's family or my dad's family that had graduated high school. We're not talking about college here. Lord Jesus, we're talking about high school. And then, of course, I went down that road, you know, as a, as, as a heathen young boy growing up and, and then didn't get born again until I was 17. And, of course, you know, I, but, but when I knew that God wanted something better out of my life and I thought, you know what? Uh, this is going to stop with me. And I went back and completed my education, went back and, you know, went on and did college and all that stuff. But, but I said, that's it. Now it's stopping right now in the name of Jesus. All three of my kids have a diploma. Amen. Two of them have, have attended and or completed college. Amen. One of them programs robots in a, in a factory. Amen. 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 One of them's running, helping run a major ministry and she works right here. Amen. Amen. And then our grandkids, our two oldest granddaughters graduated high school. Amen. You want to know why? Because I used the superpower of binding in the name of Jesus. It's stopping. And out of the good treasure of a good man's heart, he brings forth good things. It's, you can't just will it. You got to bring it out. You got to say it out. You got to speak it out. Can you shout amen? Familiar scripture, Ecclesiastes 8 and 4. 
For the word of a king is, I circle the word is, is authority and power. The word of a king is authority and power. And who can say to him, what are you doing? See, the devil knows you're actually in charge of your own life. He knows it. He knows you've been given the superpower of words. He knows that you are a king or, a, in, or you know, a ruler in waiting. The Bible says we'll be kings and priests unto God. And we are already in training and we've already been given the superpower of words. He knows that. But he will do everything he can to trick you into believing you don't have any power at all. Or to try to get you to distort your words where your words work against you instead of working for you. Can you say amen? Now go to another new scripture, Luke chapter 17. If you love the Lord, shout amen. amen. I knew there was a little rain coming. Remember, I predicted it this morning. If your windows are down, this would be a good time to fix that. I think, have they, have they even done any, I mean, the technology is so advanced now, you probably can roll your windows up from, from, I guess, remotely now, I guess. I don't know. You can do just about anything, I guess, nowadays. Luke 17, uh, and we're going to look down at verse 5. And the apostles said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Now, Jesus is going to tell them one way that they can do it. He certainly was not going to do it. Verse 6, and the Lord said unto who said that now? The Lord said unto them, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, and we've already found out from the epistles that we all have it. We've already, to every man has been given the measure of faith, the Bible says. All right. Notice what it says. You might say, you might do what? Okay. So if you, so here, he said, here's how you increase your faith. Start saying things. 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 You're going to be weird when you do it, but start saying things. When other people are all negative, you start saying things. I'm talking about the right things. When everybody else is talking down, you, say, you start saying things. I get around some of my family, man, and they'll start that negative junk. And, I, you know, well, you know, we're just all going to get it. I said, well, we won't be getting it at our house. Well, how can you say that? Watch. We are not going to get it at our house. That's how I can say it. I'm not being prideful. I'm not being arrogant. I'm not being any of that. I am using the superpower of words and out of the treasure in my, because I already know the scriptures about healing. I'm standing on the word of healing. I'm walking in it every day. See, some people wait to get healing. They haven't been meditating on it. They haven't been, they haven't been meditating on healing. They haven't been like filling their heart with healing. They've been filling their heart with everything else. And then when sickness comes, they try to, you know, declare a couple of healing scriptures. And most of the time it won't work. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth has to speak. And if they do declare their well, they'll declare it twice. And the first time they have a symptom, they'll go ahead and negate that. Oh, yes, I'm healed, I'm healed. <coughs> oh, God, I got it. Amen. Somebody shout amen. 
If you have faith, and you do, say, I do. If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto this sycamine tree, be thou plucked up by the root. Now, there's so many things in this little scripture that we could just park on. Sycamine tree is what they used to make coffins out of. So he's basically saying anything that represents death to you, if you speak to whatever represents death to you, that you could pluck it up by the roots. Did you hear what I just said? Whatever it is that represents death to you, if death, if death presents itself to you, you might say unto it, you be plucked up. And it's not just going to fade away for a second. The whole root of the thing's going. Be plucked up by the root and it should obey you. That sounds like Genesis chapter 1, verses 26, 27, and 28, where God said, I'm giving you dominion over everything. Everything you talk to has to obey you. Are you listening to me? Are you catching this? I want you to get it down in your spirit. I, it's got to get past your head. It's got to be more than a message that you, that you thought was kind of cool and you learned a couple of nice points on it. It was kind of a, no, no, no. It's got to be something that the minute you walk out of here, like, I have the superpower of words. And I'm going to use it. Amen. You've got, see, that's the whole point of preaching is to get you to the level that you are operating the way God wants you to operate. Amen. So notice this again. You might say unto this sycamine tree, this represents death. You, this, you got, but notice you've got to say it to it. You've got to say it to it. Be plucked up by the root. Be planted in the sea and it should obey you. In other words, I'm not going to look at you again. You are out of my sight. This is it. Today is the day. And just like the children of Israel where God said, take a real good look at those Egyptians because you won't ever see them again. And he was right because they all drowned just a little while later right out there in that Red Sea. But do you notice how it says things will obey you? Things will obey Well, I don't, I am not going to go around talking to things. I will look like an idiot. You do it all the time. This stupid car, this dumb TV, I can't, this, this trashy thing I got, my washing machine is nothing but a piece of junk. You talk to things all the time, all day, every day. We all talk to things. Amen. So why not change what we're saying? I remember that 1973 Buick Skylark that I traded my 1970 Vista Cruiser. This is, again, the 1970 Vista Cruiser station wagon that I had when Pastor Ginger was dating me, the one with the, with the uh, uh, tractor tire that you know so well. I think I've also told you, if you ever watch the first vacation movie with Chevy Chase from 1980, he goes down to the parking lot to trade in his car, and they, they, give, him, you know, they give him that pea green, whatever it was, if you look at the car he takes in, it is a 1970 Vista Cruiser, exactly like the one I had, color and all. Had fake 
It had faux wood panels on the side. And I had a tractor tire on the front of it. I traded it in, as you know, for a 1973 gold Buick Skylark. I thought, and I had to give the guy $300 plus my car to get this. I went from this 70 to 70. And this Buick Skylark, to turn the headlights on, you've heard the story, had two wires that hung down under the dash, and you had to twist them together for the, for the headlights to come on. It didn't even have a headlight knob. It was missing. It had a hole in the middle of the dash where the radio used to be. It had been wrecked so bad on one side and some guy at home had tried to bondo it. And some of you don't even know what bondo is. But back in the day when cars were made out of something other than plastic, you had to, you had to get some little sheets of metal and get this bondo stuff and you had to spread it over those bad places and then you had to sand it and paint it. And this guy had done an absolutely awful bondo job on this one side. And he painted that car. And, you know, I used to tell you this story that every... Now, the, the driver's side looked pretty good. It had not been wrecked. So whenever I'd go to somebody's house for the first time, I'd park on the other side of the road where only the driver's side would show. Because I didn't want them to see how crappy my, my hoopty was. But that car, when I got it, the Lord, I said, the first day I got it, I said, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I said, this car is ridiculous. And the Lord said are you going to curse it or are you going to bless it? And I paused for a minute and I thought, you're right, Lord, I know better than this. I, I used to go out there and just walk around and go, man, you are, you are, you know what? You are an awesome car. Man, you're a good car. You're the best car I ever had. Now that part was true. You're the best car. And I just talked to that car all the time. And you know, the truth is, I had that car, I had it less than a year, I wound up giving it to Paul, but that car never gave me any mechanical trouble. And trust me, that car had been rode hard and put up wet. That, that car was pretty bad off. Never gave me, mechanically never gave me any trouble. That's the car that you know the story of where I got the miracle tape player to put in that hole that was in that dash. Now I'm just telling you, we talk to things and we do it all the time. The Lord checked me last night and I'm studying for this message and I've been doing this a long time and I've got a pretty good handle on this. But last night we're lying in bed and you know, I'm, I'm cutting on the, the TV and we're going to watch something together. And, and uh, so I cut it on there and, and it, it just uh, it started acting up. And, and then uh, I, I tried to go to another channel and the volume went out and I was like, this is a new TV. I'm like, what the? And I started going, this, this stupid piece of junk. And the Lord said, mm-hmm. It's almost like I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, I hope you got extra money because if you keep talking to this one, you're going to need to buy a new one and I'm not giving you the money for it next time. And when I'm lying in bed looking at it and the Lord said, so? I said, man, that's a good TV. <laughs> now, I didn't believe that, but I knew better than to keep feeding it the wrong information. It has been proven. So I, I have a paper here. I'm not going to read it to you tonight. Now, I don't get into uh, kinetics, you know, and all that kind of stuff. You know, uh, positive, you know, just positive words only. We're talking about the power of the, of the word here. But, there, but even people that don't necessarily walk with God, I've got, a, I've got a whole paper here about the power of words by somebody that is a, a, a psychologist. 
And they studied it in depth and they came up with a lot of information of, of what I'm preaching to you. It, it's like they've learned even over in their field how powerful words are. Are you listening to me? Now, remember, we won't go there because we're, gosh, I can't believe my time's going like this. Remember back in Genesis 2 last week, we talked about how God brought the animals to Adam. God did not name them. God created them, but when God, after God created them, he actually then said to Adam, everything's under your control. It's all, you have complete authority and you have the superpower that I have of words. You have it now. And now I'm going to just back off because whatever you call them, that's what they're going to be called. You have the superpower. And it, we talked about last week how God waited to see what Adam would call those animals. And I mentioned to you last week, God is still waiting and the angels of heaven are waiting to see what we're going to say. It's how critical it is. It's, it's, it's so much bigger than name it and claim it. Well, you just go to name it and claim it, church. Everybody on planet Earth, everybody on planet Earth is just like everybody on planet Earth is a tither. Everybody on planet Earth actually believes in name and claim it because they do it all the time. They go out every day and name all kinds of stuff and claim it all over the place. They don't even believe in God, some of them. And the rest of the Christians that don't, those name it and claim it people, I'm not like that. And then you follow them for about five minutes to listen to what they say. I always say I'd rather be name and claim it and doubt it and shout it. Amen. So Adam, obviously, when he named those animals, he already was given the superpower of words. And God said, wherever you call them, that's what they're going to be. And I'm, I'm saying to you again tonight, whatever you say. Now, to put some balance in this so people don't go off and say something you didn't say or, or they go, get weird. Remember the whole reason I introduced Matthew 12 to you tonight is there's a key word in that passage called abundance. Just because you say something a couple times does not necessarily mean it's going to happen positive or negative. You know, you might say, well, you know, I'm just going to lose everything. You might say that a couple times. You better be glad that doesn't happen. But I will tell you, if you say it long enough, and, you know, I'm just afraid we're just, you know, everything, we're just going to lose it all. And you say it long enough, you'll get to the point that you believe it. And when you believe it, it'll take seed. When it takes seed, it'll begin to produce. And when it produces, it'll give you what you said. So I'm not talking tonight about, you know, well, if you hear somebody say something negative once that, you know, you better duck because something's about to happen. I'm not saying that. But I am telling you, it's about, it's about the abundance of your heart. It's about what's coming out of there. What, what's really, what are you supercharged with? What's coming out of your mouth? And listen, again, you're in a world that's full, full of negativity. Now, I'm not, I'm not even going to say one second. I don't, I, I don't want to say anything about the political races out there. But I will say this, just, just so they, to bring it into focus. There was a time where candidates only told you what they were going to do and they ran on it. Now they spend their entire time telling you how bad the other people are. At the end of the day, you don't even know what they believe, but they're going to tell you how awful everybody else is. 
Because, you want to know why though? Because the world without, especially those that, and, I, and some of these people may know God, but they're not walking, they're not walking in this. They're not walking in this. Not what I'm preaching on, they're not walking in it. And when you're not, you're going to, that's what you're going to do. You're going to speak out all of that, all of that garbage and regurgitation and, and that junk and, and, and you're going to misuse your power. Amen. You know, power, if you abuse it, it can hurt you. That's why, again, death, life, are in the power of the tongue. As a matter of fact, go over there to Proverbs 18. I only have about five minutes or so left, and I want, to, I want you to see this. I know that I quote it all the time, and most of you have seen it, but I want to go back and read verse 20 because it's a kind of a connector to Proverbs 18. In the King James Version, Proverbs 18, everybody out there, are you with me? Onliners, let us know. Let them know online you're still there now. Amen. Proverbs 18, verse 20. A man's belly doesn't necessarily mean your, your gut. It just means, you know, what you're full of on the inside. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. So your life's going to be full of whatever comes out of your mouth. Amen. And with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. The more you say something, the more you're going to see it. That's why I said the increase. The more you say it. And you just go, you keep on saying, we're going to get it. 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 Well, keep on, honey. Because I'm telling you, you're going to be filled with the increase of your lips. Verse 21. Death. And life are in the power. We could use the word superpower because it is a superpower. Amen. The superpower of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. In other words, if you, you just run off at the mouth all the time, well, just understand you're going to eat what you're saying. Because death, and you know this, everybody in here, not being judgmental. I don't, I don't want, please don't, I don't want this to come across as harsh. I want it to come across as, it, it shakes you and gets you awake and you start operating in your superpower. But we all, when we, when we step back and look at this, we know it's true. Because we look at our own lives and realize how some of the things that we seem to never be able to get by, we feed that all the time with negativity. But then we can look around and we don't have to look very far at all to see all kinds of other people that they just talk negative and they just, and they're always fighting a battle. I mean, everybody on planet Earth is going to be in a battle, but you're not supposed to be in one all the time. I mean, we all going to have some drama, but my God, there's a couple of acts you're supposed to have a little bit of comedy in. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. you think Jesus, Amen. Proverbs 1, I told you we're going to get into the book of Proverbs and just walk on through it eventually through this. We're going to see all kinds of scripture. Proverbs 1, verse 23. Turn you at my reproof, the Lord says, behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. So that's our beginning point there. We have got 
to know the word of God. We've got to sit under, we've got to be like, you know, uh, uh, Martha sit at the feet there, Jesus. We got, we got to be there to the point that we sit at the feet. We, we just, that's why I cannot encourage you enough to take advantage of the technology of our day. Listen to preaching more than just on Sundays and Thursdays. Cut off the trash. Quit feeding yourself with trash 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I am not listening. My God in heaven, I don't want to hear talk radio because it's always that negative trash towards whoever. It doesn't matter which side or what you look at. I don't want to hear that mess. Man, I need to feed my spirit. I get up in the mornings and I exercise every morning. That's why I look good. That's why you stuck with me a long time. Amen. But while I'm exercising, I've got preaching on right in front of me. And I'm like, man, now the only thing that sometimes that is, can, it, it's kind of, because sometimes they'll make a real good point and the Lord will say something. And I'll be like, man, I got to stop and put that down on something. So I've learned to have a notepad nearby because if I'm watching on my phone, I can't put it on my phone. So I got to write that, man, that's, I got to think about that. Amen. Notice again what he said here though. He said, I'll pour out my spirit unto you and I will make known my words unto you. God will give you the right words for your life. The right words for your family. God will tell you, say this. I want you to say this. And it's really cool how, and God will customize. Now there, the whole word is for everybody, but he'll customize some things, especially if you've been through a divorce, if you've been through some kind of particular storm, God will give you words now that will turn your life around so you don't have to go through that, that same junk again. He'll customize. He'll say, now, he'll, and when he says, he'll say, say this word. Say this word. Amen. Um, Proverbs 2. I'm going to try to squeeze one or two verses in real fast here. Look at verse 6. For the Lord gives wisdom out of his mouth. Amen. Comes knowledge and understanding. So the Lord will give you wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and he'll put it in you so you can speak it out of your mouth. Because here's the truth. You got to learn how to use your superpower. Just because you got a superpower, you got to learn how to use it. Have you ever seen some of those superheroes things on there? Someone will get a superpower and at first, man, they, they crash and fall into things and run into stuff and don't even know what they're doing. They got to learn how to control their superpower. They got to learn how to use their superpower. Why are we in church tonight? We're learning how to use our superpower. I've never used the phrase superpower, but I I'm falling in love with that tonight. Proverbs chapter 3. Verse 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understandings. In all his ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Now, how are you going to acknowledge him? Out of your mouth. And he will direct your paths. Now, look in chapter 4, verse 5. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. God is once again telling you, I'm trying to tell you how to get Control of your superpower. Get words from my mouth. I'm, once you get words from my mouth, you're going to learn how to control your superpower. Verse 6, forsake her not, talking about this wisdom and understanding, 
and she will preserve you, love her, and she will keep you. So that's enough for tonight. But I want everybody out there and everybody in here to say, I have the superpower of words. And I will use my words correctly. You've been listening to the Outreach.fm podcast with your host, Pastor William Luffman. We hope you've gotten some inspiration from this show. We enjoyed bringing it to you. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, reach out online. Find our website at faithoutreach.org. The streaming platform is livestreamchurch.com. Get an inspirational shot at a doseofhope.com. You've been listening to Outreach.fm. And remember, no matter what the weather may seem like in your life, the sun's going to shine again. Thank <laughs> you.